And welcome, glorious listeners, to this bonus episode of the Current Plays podcast. Uh, if you listened to our last episode, episode uh, three of season two, I uh, discussed briefly how I had a birthday uh, recently. And what I kind of realized <laughs> while we were playing was uh Tom's really good at games. <laughs> but um but you know more than that we had a couple of our friends over who don't play board games a lot and we busted out a couple of you know fairly weighty complex games and especially with expeditions they sort of floundered especially at the beginning of the game. Uh, we talked a little bit about how that had to do with the game itself and they couldn't get workers right away or whatever, but they never really found the groove of the game. And yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it got me wondering. Well, it got me wondering all kinds of things. <laughs> and I thought maybe we could sit down and have a chat about how we approach board games that, you know, we tend to play a lot of of new games because we want new content for for this podcast but also yeah. i think we're both the kind of players that want to experience all kinds of different games uh, as opposed to really honing our skills on one particular game or another um or or you know a, a, a handful of games we play a lot so what I'm wondering, you know, what is your approach and thought process the first time you sit down and play a game that you've never played before so that you can actually play that game, play it fairly well and 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 not flounder uh, during the game? Yeah, so it, it's not it's not that I just, you know, sit down and then automatically go, OK, I. I know exactly what to do or, or or whatnot in any of the games we play, right? Uh, I think one of the like, sort of first processes, especially if, you know, if, if it's a new game I, I'm bringing to the table, I'll have hopefully read all the rules uh, uh, once, maybe a couple times beforehand, have it all set up and have a general flow of how the game works, right? If it's something that you're setting up, I usually will go ahead and try and read the rule book beforehand and then have you kind of give me a uh, rundown of the game as well. Because then it's almost like instead of having to read the rule book multiple times and play through it, I get that like added bit of knowledge of hearing you explain it to you, teach it to me, and then me going, okay, yeah, I know that. And then sometimes I'll interject with bit, with little things like, oh, yeah, I was confused about this one and and how this works or whatever, right? So that kind of going in with some sort of knowledge so it's not a blank canvas right off the start or right at the start rather uh, is it, I find very helpful in the past when I've played, say, like Magic the Gathering, going to a tournament and not knowing any of the cards or, uh, you know, whatever's in the set of this one, I, I've done terrible, right? Because then you're trying to like, figure out combos and and whatnot on the spot and it's very hard to do or or and in in a board game version it's 
okay, how do I, how do I use these mechanics in a way that's going to benefit my, my gameplay. Right. Uh, so having that like prior knowledge is definitely my first step to prep for that game uh, before we actually get it to the table. Uh, then once we're at the table, uh, it generally, <laughs> Uh, again because we play a lot of games we see a lot of the same mechanics in various yeah. games or similar mechanics uh, i've made the comment about um you know specific things like uh the ratio for the trade five coins for one victory point at the end of the game and there's always some sort of card in there with a three uh three to one uh ratio change right mm-hmm. uh, so like having those knowledge and how good certain things are is helpful as well. Uh, but usually really what it comes down to is when, when I'm going through the rules and I'm learning about it, I'll pick out some sort of mechanic or some sort of point generator that I think sounds like the best way of earning points. And I'll try and come up with some sort of strategy to take advantage of that. Right. So, and that doesn't always work. Um, let's let's take Scythe, uh, for example. You know, uh, we, we've talked about this before. When I, And I think a lot of people do this. When you first start Scythe, that popularity track seems like this is the most important thing. You got to get this up. And then you're getting the most points for everything that you're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a bit of a trap. So you got to watch out for that, right? But on an initial, you know, you know first introduction... And I find Jamie Stegmeyer's games are very much like this, is that things seemingly are really powerful. Uh, and yes, they may be, but they might not be the thing you want to do right off the bat, right? So that one is kind of a, you know, that's an example of a trap. But there's other uh, cases that might be, you know, more more beneficial. If I, if I think of uh, above and below, uh, the the trading resources in for to your kind of... I don't want to say market, but your your player board there. And then for each resource, you get, you know, depending on how many unique resources, you can get quite a few victory points by the end of that. First few times I played that, I latched onto that and I did fairly well with it, right? Uh, and you can do well with a strategy like that, right? So I think it's a combination of sort of knowing the rules, having a general idea of how I'm going to win the game. Uh, what generates points and then kind of making a, a, a strategy to take advantage of that. Yeah. Um, that's great. I, I think from watching you play, I've sort of picked up on some of that. So I think in the past, if I if I am honest with myself, I a game I'll look at a game for the first time and immediately I go to the actions. Mm-hmm. What actions can I take? What am I doing on my turn? And I think in my mind I overemphasize the the action portion, right? I I want to know, yeah, exactly that. What can I do on my turn? But that if if that's what you're looking at, then you're just playing turn by turn. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I've 
more recently started taking more, I guess, what your approach or how I perceive your approach as being sort of a, a backwards approach, if you will. Look at the end game, right? What, like you said, what generates points? Mm-hmm. And where do I want to be at the end of the game? Whether it's like, okay, you you pick one, uh, you know, points track. If there's a game with multiple points tracks, right, or something, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on that one or whatever. You 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 picture yourself at the end game state, then imagine how do I get there, and then start to put together your, I guess, short term goals to be like, okay, this this is how I'm going to start along a path that's going to eventually lead me to that end game state that I'm imagining in my mind. And then that changes throughout the game, but that's at least the starting point. Yeah, 100%. And and, and you put it really elegantly there. Uh, it's really, yeah, I, I, I think to, I've used these terms before, but like strategy being your overarching, uh, how you're going to get to that end goal, victory goal condition. Uh, and then your tactics being your basically turn to turn. This is the combos I'm playing to get those points that are leading to that overarching strategy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some games, I think that's more apparent than in other games. Well, not more apparent. That's not what I'm looking for. But like, take a game like Zolkin. Mm -hmm. Has a number, I think that number is four. (laughs) Different (laughs) strategies different like baked in strategies that you can take to to score points and then yeah your tactics are obviously going to be okay how do you complete those strategies so when we played zulkin right i went with a crystal skull strategy so i was trying to maximize the number of crystal skulls that i got but you went with a food strategy right there sure, yeah. there's and then there's a technology strategy and so uh, yeah, I I like that analogy of strategy and then you know, in some games maybe your strategy is just earn the most points because there's only one way to earn points, but um if you can find those different strategies, I find I think that can help you narrow down your focus on what actions you're going to take during the game. Yeah, and and it really comes down to a lot of the times is focus, right? Uh your trying to accomplish something in the game right uh and whether that's gaining victory points or uh progressing on a track whatever the case may be right uh so you have to focus your turns you everything you're doing in the game to facilitate that right and if you're not focusing then that's when you know that's going to give your opponent the opportunity to sneak ahead or further their lead ahead right Mm -hmm. the other thing i am always looking for and this is very much related to that focusing on on a path uh is efficiency i'm Mm -hmm. always looking for how do i maximize my efficiency efficiency on my turns efficiency with my actions efficiency with my resources and if there's ever like an upgrade 
if I can ever upgrade stuff, <laughs> like I, I want to do it. And I usually one of my short term goals is how do I how do I upgrade so that I can maximize my efficiency? Scythe again, it kind of <laughs> you know breaks that because the upgrades are a bit of a trap. Yeah, um, for sure. Like the popularity, right? But um, generally speaking, yeah, I like to to upgrade things and maximize my efficiency, and that's a I a good way to focus your strategy. I don't know. Oh, for sure, because those upgrades, you know, really essentially what that means is that the next time, the earlier you do those, the next time you do that action, you're getting you know that much more resources or whatever the case it might do, right? That much mm. more, that much more. I don't know, better of a, that's a terrible sentence of an action, taking that action, right? If you upgrade it early and then that goes throughout the rest of the game, right? So you do it early and you get it all this time. You do it late and you only benefit from those upgrades, you know, the last few turns of the game or something, right? So yeah, yeah for exactly. sure. Exactly. Yeah. Or getting extra workers in a worker placement game. If you can do that earlier, then your, your turns are more efficient because you're getting more actions per turn. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when you are uh, trying to find that strategy, how do you approach starting to choose what actions you're going to take instead of floundering? Like I've alluded to, you know, maybe I I focus on going for upgrades or whatever. What what kind of, um, you know, approach do you take to... You know, what are your first few turns going to look like? Yeah, that's that's really more. And I, and I said this, you know, ties into our last question here. Um, this is this is the tactics uh, portion, right? So now I know what I want to do by the end of the game, let's say. Uh, how am I going to do that from turn to turn? Right. And and choosing those things really a big part of it depends on what's happening board state wise. Right. Uh, so there's been a time and the last time we played uh, as an example, uh, tapestry, I went in thinking, all right, my strategy this time is going to go heavy here and here. And I, I can't remember what those, what, uh, what tracks I was thinking of, but that was the, that was the way it was going to go. And then I pulled my starting civilizations and they pointed towards the other, uh, you know, tracks. And I went, mm. well, there goes that. Right. <laughs> so now, now my focus, my strategy changes and here's this. So that, that's, that's a board state thing. So sometimes you can't control that. Right. And sometimes things, I can't remember what we were playing recently where we were playing something and every time it would get to my turn, some new information was flipped, whether it was a tile or a card. I can't remember what it was, but I think maybe it was Castles of um, Burgundy. And something would happen and I go, well, that changes my turn now. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, I was I was really planning to go take this action so I could get this gold or whatever the case may be. But then the board state changed and something came available. And I thought I cannot let that go. So I have to change that. So it's important to have that focus, like we've talked about, but it's also important to be able to make, you know, those gut decisions or split second decisions that, okay, this, this trumps what I was already planning. uh, So I got to jump on that. And hopefully that plans out. Sometimes you make that decision and then realize I was, 
I remember why it was so important to do that other thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. So, so hopefully that doesn't happen like that. But oftentimes if you're, you know why you want to take an action or what you, what you're plan, planning on your opponent's turn, or even at, you know, the board state on your prior turns, because sometimes you'll set up a turn the turn before, right? Okay. I'm going to get the gold mm-hmm. this turn so that I can buy the building next turn. Right. Um, it's important just to be aware that if the board state changes and there's an opportunity, you got to drop on those opportunities. Cause if you don't, your opponent's going to take them too. And then maybe you get, you do the action you were, you know, planning on doing. But after that, you know, something's missing or, or you're, you know, the, the, the steam, that action hopefully is there for you later to do. Okay. You, you know, you're going to buy a building, uh, whether you get the building that's on there right now, uh, or the or you know if your opponent buys that and okay I missed out on that but this opportunity came out and I got this something else and I still can have a building so I'm not going to lose out on this uh, so those those kind of decisions you have to make on the spot and just being aware that that might be the case I think is is I guess a good um, approach to to your turns. Nice. That actually leads very nicely into my next question, <laughs> um, which was about analyzing your turns. Yes. Um, so I, me personally, I, anal- well, I know we both tend to overanalyze our turns. Yes, we do. <laughs> but not just at the beginning of your turn, but at the end of your turn as well. So I tend to uh, as I've I've mentioned, I I'm working on an overall strategy, or or hopefully I am, and I have a certain number of okay, what's my next goal, and then I plan my turns to achieve that next goal. Whether that's I want to get that upgrade or I want to build that building, like you were just saying. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, so at the at the start of my turn, I'm always thinking, what's my next goal, and then. What's the current board state? And is that goal still valid? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, maybe my goal was to build this building, but then you built that building. Okay. Well, now that's out the window. I have to come up with a new goal. <laughs> um, and then, you know, if the board state a- allows for my current plan to continue, then you know, what, what can I do this turn in the next few turns to complete that goal? What's the risk of that plan being interrupted? Like, let's say, yeah, you, you do something to stop me or, or you buy up the building that I was planning on buying. And then do I need to accelerate something to try and block you or get that building first or, or whatever the case? Um, you know, and, and, and weighing risks. So it may be more efficient for me to do the actions in this order, but it's more risky and I might not be able to get to do them at all. Again, it's such a great example. (laughs) If you buy that building before I get a chance to, right. Uh, So I'm always looking for the efficiencies, weighing the risks. And then at the end of the turn going, okay, did that all pan out the way I thought it was going to? And has the board state 
is the board state now where I expected it to be when I was looking ahead at my turn, now that I'm looking back at it, or is it different than what I had planned? And do I need to adjust my plan again? Yeah, I mean, my answer is very similar to that. Um, so I, I agree with everything everything you said there. Um, you know, when you're picking those uh, initial tactics, figuring out what you're going to do on that turn, uh, and then kind of judging, is this a good idea? Is this, the, is this the best use of my turn, right? And oftentimes that comes down to, is this going to give me the most points that, I can get right. And that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, taking the action that gives you five points when another action only gives you one point, uh, because sometimes that one point action also gives you that extra worker. Right. Uh, and that extra worker is going to be used throughout the game or something. Right. So you might take a seemingly less points up front, uh, but with the plan that this is the plan is to use this in such a way that it's going to end up with more earning me more points in the long run. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, best laid plans, uh, of course. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you, 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 you hope that every decision you make and, and you, you hit the nail on, on the head there with sometimes you have to do things out of the perfect order uh, because there's a juicy spot on the board and we're, I know we're both interested in that spot, but who's going to get there first, who can afford to alter their turn to get there and place their worker there before, you know, the opponent gets to place it there for us. Cause we're likely both going there. Let's be honest. Right. Uh, so recognizing those and uh, you know, when those changes happen and, and being willing to say, I'm okay if I give that up, actually. I can, I can, it's more important that I do this other action and get this lined up for me and I'll figure it out somehow to get that, that, uh, you know, resource or extra gold or extra card play that I need uh, in the future. Hopefully this board change will line up later on on a, a subsequent turn and I'll be able to, you know, catch that back up to where I needed it to be. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I'd say very, very similar thought process there on that. And then at the end of the turn, it's, it's basically just considering. And, and sometimes we, we both do this sometimes, you know what, actually can, can I just flip this around and do this first and then that, uh, and you know, as long as no new information, we're both usually really, forgiving on stuff like that like yeah no it doesn't it doesn't change anything you do you you get your you know whatever is going through your head go for it you accomplish it right and sometimes you know i kick myself going yeah 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 go ahead oh i was so happy he did it that way and then <laughs> now he switched it and oh right um but that's part of the game like if you if you're I want you to play your best strategy, me to play my best strategy too. Right. So yeah. at the end, it's, it really comes down to, did I accomplish what I was hoping to accomplish? And even if that was something that I split second decided to change up, uh, okay, I, I, I did great. Here's what I want to do next turn. Here's my uh, path moving forward. Uh, that's done now. And now I can focus on the next thing. Right. Actually, I never even thought about that, but that's like totally right. I'll often get to the end of my turn and it, 
again, I, I wasn't thinking about this when I answered this question or when <laughs> I wrote this question. I'll get to the end of my turn and look back and go, wait, things aren't the way I thought they were going to be. What went wrong? And then I'll go, oh, Thomas, I'd meant to do this. <laughs> do you mind <laughs> if I change this? And I know, yeah, you do the same thing. Not as often as I do. But uh, I, I feel like that's arguable. <laughs> I think we, we both quite often will will make minor, minor adjustments. And you know yeah. what? T- to be honest, like we casually play this game. We're not in like heavy tournaments. And it's if it gets us the most fun out of it by, you know, I hate to be like, no, nah, no, 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 you place the piece. You know, if, if we're yeah. talking, you know chess or something okay maybe that's maybe that's a little different or something right or or even you know magic or something okay i killed that creature by casting the spell and then you go ooh, can i take that's a little more trickier because now i've like i've seen that you had this spell as well right now um you know that affects what you know so certain things but for the most part yeah it's like yeah yeah well you want to redo the whole turn go ahead whatever i don't don't care as long as you can (laughs) reverse back and it's easy to do if it's like oh no did i have two or three gold here and did i move that one up or this one then it's like well let's let's not affect the board that much right yeah exactly that doesn't typically occur right i don't think that's ever really happened in our games where we were like oh what did i do here i can't remember can i take it back i don't think we've ever done that so yeah i think i think like there have been situations where we've i considered oh, can I reverse this and go, oh, no, there's too many changes. I'm just going to have to live with that decision, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, yeah, you go and you go, oh, but then I I forgot I got to think about, yeah, forget it, whatever. Just, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) Um, So, uh, so, yeah, all of that, when you're analyzing these turns, um, and I presume analyzing your strategy as well, how do you analyze if your overall strategy is is actually working? And then what might it take for you to abandon that strategy and, and go with a completely new one? I'll, I'll be honest, generally speaking, um, unless it's early game or mid game and the game is open to making major strategy changes, I usually will stick to a specific uh, strategy unless both of us are doing poorly and we both switch up. (laughs) Um, But there's been, you know, there's been times where like, uh, let's take Yamatai as an example. When we're, when we're uh, playing that, you know, I was doing really well at the start. And then around halfway, you started to uh, catch up and I was floundering a bit. And by the end of the game, I was like, I'm making bad choice. I've made some bad choices, but now we've just got to see it through. And hopefully, yeah. you know, there'll just be enough points to, you know, that early lead will will be there. Uh, not that like I just give up and don't start trying. I'll make the best moves I still can, knowing that, okay, the outcome is likely it's not ending in my favor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I th- I think, yeah, what really happens is once I once I pick a strategy and I'm and I'm moving in that direction, I try and I try and stick with it and make it happen. Uh, oftentimes, if I'm noticing, 
I you generally I find that like when you're when you're playing these these games and you're doing a strategy, you kind of know you're doing well because either you're getting a bunch of uh, victory points or you're able to do all the things that you want to do or you 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 know you're not under that deep stress of oh man what i've lost this and, I've, and i can't do that and now you know you know what i mean so there's there's not that feeling of doom i guess <laughs> uh, so so that's sort of a judgment of where i can kind of be like okay i i I feel like I'm. I every move I'm doing, I'm getting lots of points, and then I can watch you and judge. Okay, that was a lot of points. I'm getting similar point turns, or I'm getting more point turns than that. You know, and I and and I and I can judge that way as well, right? Small world is the perfect example. Where like, if you're getting twenty coins on your turn and your opponent's getting three, you know you're doing well. If you have a seven <laughs> coin turn, you go, okay, well why and do i need to you know put something into do i need to change something not maybe not strategy wise but tactically uh can i change something to to turn this around right yeah uh and and i find for me really when i start to notice things change and and the the tempo really swing your way that's when i'll attempt to do i don't like risk um like uh, risk in my life is fine like uh, all i can i can deal with a bit of that but generally when it comes to gaming i i will never take the risky bet right whether it's rolling dice or flipping card whatever the case may be if there's a random factor i tend to try to mitigate it as much as i can or ignore it so when i take those risky uh turns or actions it's usually when i'm trying to get i need to get one up on you so i need to take the risk so i can get a high reward thing to neutralize you know the the gain or the 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 amount of points that i envision that you are ahead of me right right uh so the last we talked about um uh now or never uh and and you know if you go back and listen to that episode that was one of the times where i thought you were far farther ahead points wise than me so i took some riskier plays uh and they eventually panned out but it was too many turns of risky plays i think that uh you know one more less risky play and i could have just it, it would have been a closer score let's say right yeah but, yeah yeah so i i tend to uh i i guess you pay attention to how you how i feel those turns are going whether i'm getting lots of victory points or moving up on tracks or doing lots of stuff you know then i then i feel like yes i'm i'm being i'm being productive my strategy is working and things are going the right way if that's not the case then how do i change it how do i switch up my turns so i can bring them to a stage there uh the last game we played um yeah <laughs> Raiders, that's right, Raiders. Um, there was a point where, and this was your turn actually, you did an action uh, and it was close to the end of the game. And then it was like you ran out of steam, right? For the last like oh, turn or two yeah. turn, right? Ugh. I, everyone knows that feeling, I feel, right? <laughs> like you're always trying to avoid that. And as long as you're progressing, but sometimes you see it coming ahead two turns from now mm -hmm. one turn from now how can i i need i need to get lucky 
oftentimes I will get lucky and something will come up that I, <laughs> yes, yes, there we go. And I'll take it. Right. Uh, and it'll pan out. But uh, yeah, yeah. That's what you don't want happening is especially near the end of the game. Second, last turn, you know, yeah. Oh, I've bottomed out. And this is where I watch my opponent. Okay. Bing, 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 bing. And then all of a sudden there, I hope I have that lead enough of a lead to stop that. Right. Yeah, that was brutal. That 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 was a that was a brutal example because yeah, I I totally saw it coming <laughs> that I was gonna lose steam. Uh, yeah, and we'll talk about that in the next episode. I think. <laughs> yes, we will. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. My answer is is, is pretty much exactly the same as yours. Uh. Basically, I judge by. You know. How how many points am I scoring versus how many points from my opponent's scoring? If I am not playing great, but everyone else is playing terribly, well, then what I'm doing is working. Right? Yeah, but sure. But if if I'm not playing great and you're doing awesome, I'm constantly going, okay, what what is he doing differently than what I'm doing? And can I integrate more of that? Uh, in into my tactics or my strategy, uh, and sometimes you just can't. Sometimes it's either not efficient to do that, or it just we're in totally different strategies and it's just not going to work. Uh, or sometimes it's just going to take too many turns to 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 switch lanes, as it were. Right? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah if you've been setting something up since the beginning of the game and then mid game, you're like, Oh, this isn't working. How do you then set up <laughs> something else? It's going to take yeah. the last half of the game and the game's going to be over. Uh, but you know, sometimes, yeah, sometimes you're like, Oh wow. I didn't realize that, you know, going on this track over here or these, you know, this portion of the game could score so many points. I could totally, you know, at least do some of that and and maybe you know close that gap a little so yeah, yeah and, I, and I, I was just gonna say I, I find it helps when we play so many games too and this happened recently so i won't spoil because we'll talk about this in our next episode but you know there was a certain card that came up in one game and we played another game you know the next week and the same a similar card came yes. up right yep and I saw you use it to great effect in the previous game. And I thought, I got to take this card because it yeah. works well, right? So seeing how things work off the time, you know, you'd get a lot of that too if we replayed stuff. Uh, right. So we would see more of those. But like, you know, just from a game to game perspective, sometimes there's mechanics that are the same or 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 translate very similar, right? Yeah, because this is a game we've played multiple times and we've seen this card many, many times and always passed it over. Yeah. yeah. And then it, it, what you're talking about, I was I was basically forced into <laughs> taking this card. And then I was like, well, I might as well try to make use of it. And it worked out really well. Yeah. So yeah. Like you, yeah, you saw that you jumped on the same strategy and yeah, it, it worked out really well. <laughs> so then if you had to give advice to players out there uh, who maybe don't play games as often or who want to level up their their gameplay, 
Uh, what advice would you give to somebody in general sitting down to any board game as to how they should approach that game? I I, I think like if I'm going to give advice, I'm going to say you really have to know what kind of player you want to be. Do you want to be, you know, it, casual? Yeah, great. I'd still consider myself a casual board gamer. We we play games to have fun. Uh, right. Uh, but I would say I tend to be more on the competitive side. And and I think you are, too. Like we we, we have similar uh, styles of competitiveness where we sit down and we play to win. Right. That's mm. that's the goal of the game is to win. So that's what we're both trying to do. Right. Uh, and, and usually only one of us is going to be able to do that unless we both knock each other out. And I suppose we both lose. Right. <laughs> in, in the game of, uh, yeah. But. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, knowing what sort of player you are, if you're if you're again, to go back to or earlier in the conversation, when we said we played uh, with some of those not necessarily non-gamers, but uh, people that don't play uh, games as often as we do, um, they're never going to have the or take the strategies or do the tactics like we might implement them, right? Uh, because sometimes, you know, people just want to play to just play and have fun and be social, right? That is sometimes the end game uh, for people, right? I I play to win the game and I enjoy playing the game and I enjoy winning the game as well. Right. I enjoy losing too. It's, it's fun to play games, but you know, like my general goal is to, is to win. Uh, so if, if you're a like-minded individual, I think preparation uh, is definitely high on my list. Uh, and this goes really to a lot of the things I do, even from a, work say perspective uh uh if i'm doing a presentation or whatever if i'm more prepared for it it generally goes smoother right uh so reading mm -hmm. that rule book ahead of time uh i tend to do better if i if i know that information ahead of time right uh and then trying to focus on what you're doing right um here's my strategy i've come up with a strategy how am i going to get there let me focus on doing that and not necessarily worry about, you know, tiny distractions on the side that might take away from, from your turns, right? Oh, there's, I can go over here and, and get two points uh, or five points. Sure, you can, but then you're over there on that side of the board and there's nothing else on that side of the board. So that's, that's a cheap upfront point generation for but has no depth right uh so just you know you know uh making focused turns making smart decisions and hopefully that helps helps your your game gameplay right mm -hmm. i think coming into this conversation one of the things i wanted to say and i totally forgot was uh there's a conan the barbarian um quote that goes uh you know if if you're playing these games and you're playing to win then your ultimate goal should be to crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of their women. Uh, and that should be that should be your end game. <laughs> that sums you up pretty well, actually. <laughs> In the way you play games. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would say, again, look at that end state. Uh, look at where the points in the game come from or what, you know, if, if it's not points, you know, what's the objective? What's the goal? How do you end the game? And um, and where do you need to be to win that game? Usually it's going to be have the most points. So then where do those points come from or or how do you get to that end game state? Uh, and then, you know, if there's multiple, pick one, pick one and go with it. And then I would say, know what your available options are on your turn. So if it's an action uh, point based game, you know, what different actions can you take on your turn? Know those and then choose the ones that are going to get you to that end game state that, uh, or, or send you along that strategy that you've chosen once you've picked, you know, what you're focusing on. Uh, and then just, just start there, go from there and then, yeah, keep looking at the board state and trying to make efficient decisions. Yeah, I think I think that's really great advice too. Uh, because it, 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 if if you're not focusing on what's getting you those points, what's ultimately going to win you the game, then yeah, that's great. You've built a beautiful house. You've you've made the the craziest you know post apocalyptic vehicle <laughs> weapons on it everywhere. That's awesome, but you earn zero points. Yeah. Uh, so you lost the game, but you you got you know. Uh, so so that's that's great advice you know know that what's going to earn you those points and how you win the game well that comes also from a place of you know my own mistakes mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and and how i've grown as, as a board gamer right so i'd normally only look a turn or two ahead and again i'd focus a little too much on those actions and maybe a little too much on trying to generate an engine right so, okay, I want to, I want to get something going. I want to be able to do something. And then by the time that thing is doing as I would want it to do, you're like, oh, okay, I, game's over. Like I'm done. I've, you know, you ended the game and you've scored a ton of points. And I'm like, oh, scoring points was the next thing I was going to do. Like, <laughs> but, but I'll still at early game look at, building building an efficient engine or or I'll forego like you were talking about before I'll forego those big upfront points for something that I think is going to generate me more points in the long run over the game but I think a lot of games have a a switching point where they go from I think most games have a beginning a middle and an end and somewhere in the middle there's that it flips from ramping up to racing to the end and when that flip happens you have to just score as many points as you can before that end comes yeah no i i, I think you're 100 correct there uh and <laughs> again to our previous conversation uh you know sometimes timing that 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 switch on when you're yeah. gonna flip and do that uh can be you know, detrimental or, or the perfect timing, right? When you end a, end a game, 
and you have zero resources left because you spent them all to do everything you needed to do, you sit down and you go, look how efficient I was, right? You know? Yeah. Uh, and, and it's great. And and you're right. You, you timed it perfect, perfectly and, and, and took advantage of that, right? Uh, when you end the game and you go, I ran out of gas a turn and a half before <laughs> the end of the game, I flipped that switch slightly too early, right? You know what yep. I mean? So, yep. Yeah, it's it, it's hard finding that right rhythm and, and and timing to do that. So, yeah, and and it happens to all of us too. Like uh, sometimes you lose focus on what's going to earn you the points. We talked about uh, the Godfather, uh, Corleone's Empire. At the end of that game, I sat there going, "Why did I put so much effort in in uh, taking over?" I think it was the uh, first territory, one of the whatever that's called, whatever portion of New York that is, um, when by the rules, even if you own that territory at the end of the that turn, it would have belonged to me because I had the most um, whatever uh, power tokens on or whatever they're called in the in the game. I've forgotten that, but, mm-hmm. you know, and that floundered that sort of last turn for me or, or or didn't optimize that last turn and and ended up ultimately costing me the game in the long run right uh so those those type of, it's it's easy to to lose focus and not uh and, and i wouldn't beat yourself up too much about it, it happens to everyone uh it's just yeah keeping being aware and 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 trying to recognize when you're oh do I need to keep doing this or, or is it, is it time to, you know, lose that really good card now because now we've switched and we're into that race to the end. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think that's a, a good skill to hone and not only does recognizing that, you know, help the next time you play that game, it can help you the next time you play any game. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's and and I like your example with the cards, especially. How many times have I held on to a card, an entire game, you know, and then realized, okay, this card may have been amazing, but there was no right time to play it, and now I've spent turns and resources holding on to this when I, in the end, I should have just got rid of it and, you know, pu- pulled a different card that maybe would have been more beneficial, yeah. and not taken yeah. up my hand. Yeah, so. Hundred percent, yeah, yeah, and it happens. It happens, yeah. But then, yeah, next time you play a game, you, you're better able to analyze your hand state, the board state, whatever it is, and go, okay, yeah, I remember last time in this other game, you know, it was similar, and yeah, and, th- you- yeah. and then you change your you change your tactics, right? You go exactly. All right, if if uh, if I don't use this next turn, I'll hold it this one turn. I don't use it next turn. It's out of my hand, right? Yeah. Uh, rather than I kept this card for three turns in a row before I finally had to get rid of it because you know. But then you know you do that the next game and and all of a sudden okay yeah I I a either used it or b I got rid of it and I got something better in my hand because you know I learned from my past experience right yeah. Well, thanks for sitting down, Thomas, and. Uh sharing your thoughts with us and um listeners if you 
liked this episode, this little bonus mini episode, let us know. Uh, you can give us feedback through the website or many different socials. And uh, if you like this content, we'll we'll try to do more of these smaller episodes in between the the main ones. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's it for this episode of the Current Plays Podcast. Check the episode description for links to our website and our socials. And if you'd like to support the show, you can buy us a coffee. Or just tell your friends about us and spread the word. We really appreciate it. And we appreciate you listening. And tune in next time for more unscripted banter and deep dives into our favorite board games. Until then, gentle listeners, good gaming and good night. Good night, folks. <laughs>